Hello, folks. Happy New Year 2023. This is Dr. Iman Sadri coming back at you on the Dr. Iman Sadri show. Um, due to the Iran protests, the last 26 episodes, which have been recorded and edited, um, have been put on the shelf. And uh, mostly because of being in solidarity and, you know, you feel like maybe dental anthropology seems like a frivolous pursuit when people are, you know, getting killed in the street by their own government. And so that's what's going on. And I'm glad uh, the Gen X Iran movement has uh, gotten some celebrity attention, some mainstream media attention. Last night, New Year's on CNN, they were talking about uh, Iran and um, Brian Cox actually raised the point. And he's married to Nicole Ansari, who's an Iranian-American actress. And uh, it's good to see him. He's a Scottish actor. And so, you know, with CNN on uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Um, so it's good to see that. But, you know, the 1979 revolution took 18 months. We're about three months in. It's led by women, led by Gen X, you know, over the death of Max Massimini at the hands of the government uh, there in Iran. In a country which was unbelievably wealthy. A country from 1950 to 1978 was booming. And look, I know we're talking about Iran where ancient Persia has its roots, where Persepolis uh, still remains to some extent uh, with Takhta Jamshid, the remnants there of ancient Persia, Cyrus the Great, Darius the Great. These guys had gardens. These guys had aqueducts. They had a postal system. They were open to all religions among their citizens. They freed the Jews to Babylon. Um, you know, so they were mostly Zoroastrian. And uh, ultimately, though, they were open to having their citizens practice all faiths. In Iran, these Baha'i uh, poor, innocent civilians have been murdered. It is reported that over 18 Baha'i teenagers, most were girls, were murdered in Shiraz less than a few months ago. And that didn't make much public attention. And uh, that needs to be at the center of what's going on. And because what? They, they practice a different religion. You know, some call them like the Mormons of Iran. You know, you can't really fair to give it a classification. And maybe because if it's a minor sect, but they don't have their own state comparable to Utah here. So that's why we live in the best country, America. And, we, we you know, if you're here, you're lucky to be here. Uh, <clears throat> so as well, if you're a first world country, you have rights. Good. You're lucky. You know, we got to help people out. And so we got to get the word out, get the word out to your local politicians about what's going on in Iran. And, I, you know, that's what I do. And that's what I've been doing and meeting with as many people as possible. Um, and ultimately, um, you know, we need to see more action. And so they're even today killing people uh, from the rooftops, snipers, just basically shooting live ammunition to protesters in the streets. Can you believe that? trying to discourage them, but they still come out. They steal bodies at gravesite. Uh, families have to mourn without the body or, you know, they return the body mutilated and these girls are getting raped and it's a horrific situation. And, you know, this is why I haven't posted anything, you know, especially on, you know, link between periodontal disease and Alzheimer's. You know, I po posted it momentarily and deleted it, you know, but then now I'm like, look, I got to, uh, you can, you can do both, right? And that's the thing. So we're acquiring a new office here in Santa Ana, and uh, we rebooted a teeth whitening to a, a separate new facility. Corona Del Mar kind of expanded the PCH Med Spa. 
um, adjacent to it, but we're there Mondays and our new dental venture, um, you'll be happy to know, um, should be out in the 45 days opening escrow next week or two. Um, and so I have a lot of dental knowledge to get out there and really it's a matter of, you know, getting feedback, us, what topics people want to hear about, but there's just so many people ask me what's the best toothpaste. So I get in, you know, conversation on that. So these are dental episodes coming up. We have interviews with a lot of prominent dentists, um, interviews with dental supply companies. And, um, you know, we, we talk about creating value and, and trying to, um, get as much information out there. Um, but then when you look at the humanitarian crisis going on in Iran, um, it becomes complicated, but you know, this is a medium that people will be able to listen to three, four, 500 years from now. So that's why it has to get out there. And so I appreciate your patience for lack of new episodes. I get a lot of emails now. Um, and so I write a lot of blogs and you can check out persianobserver.com um, for all my dental articles. Um, you know, in each podcast I do has an article and they're on YouTube um, as well. Um, this year, all out this year. Uh, and a lot of stuff was on there and I deleted it. Didn't like the quality. Um, and so look, um, this is a brand new year and you know, not only should we all set resolutions, but set, make our dreams into goals, then act as if those goals have already been achieved, then work backwards. The mind doesn't know the difference, right? Because of the reticular activating system. Let's say you want to get lean abs, which is a goal of mine. It's been a goal of mine. I'm inching away, but you got to be consistent. You know, and one way I always lose weight is by not eating after six. And I really don't even do that more than once a week. Uh, that's what I preach in my book, intermittent fasting. You know, you're not supposed to eat, only supposed to eat really between 11 to three. Um, you know, and if you don't eat anything in the evening, you're going to be skinnier, period. You're going to be leaner. Your stomach is going to be more lean. So look, I got two books on Amazon, Faramush, Restore the Forgetful Mouse. I'm a dentist now, 15 years, been a dentist in May, if you can believe that. And I'm just warming up. I'm going to work till 105. You know, I'm probably retire from clinical dentistry in my 40s. Um, but not really all clinical dentistry. I'm going to be doing dentures till I'm 105. I'm amazing at them, less physically taxing. And, you know, I'm so conservative on terms of tooth removal, you know, being a biomimetic dentist, which is what I strive to become, uh, you know, taking all their courses, um, this year, I've taken a lot of online courses and read most of the books that are out. And I have a lot of these mentors where I look up to Pascal Manier, who just the philosophy of don't touch, don't cut the tooth that is not going to decompose for millions of years. So that's my third book. You know, it's a dental anthropology based book. You know, why teeth are like diamonds. They don't decompose. They only are, you know, broken down when you drill down on them. And in that way, they're not like diamonds, right? That's the one way they're not like diamonds. I believe if you drill into a diamond, it will take a lot for it to get a hole in it. But, and I haven't really experimented that with that philosophy but in a way sometimes if the burr is dull the teeth don't get shaved down easy or if you're doing laser dentistry and heart tissue it's not that quick of a process so especially with some of the lasers that actually claim to do that so the tooth is strong it doesn't decompose in the afterlife whatever teeth people have when they go to the grave they're gonna have in for eternity as long as the earth remains right if there is a fire and every living organism and every tree and everything is desecrated. And it's like Book of Eli, right? The aftermath. Whatever's anybody's buried in the sand in that terrain, 
will still survive. Unless somebody's cremated, if the body's cremated, no. But if somebody's buried in the dirt and there's a fire that destroys everything and the dirt becomes dry, the teeth will still remain. They'll fossilize with, along with the bone. Think about that. So teeth are strong. And I look at too many patients who are missing teeth. Teeth that had fillings that broke. The filling became a, sometimes a root canal, sometimes not. The broken decay, and they were unaware about it. Food was getting stuck. They didn't really know. Now they, they go to the dentist. You know, look, if a filling breaks, you got to go to the dentist. It's like a flat tire. So these are all the topics we talk about, right? You see the excitement coming out of me. Um, but again, this pales in comparison to, you know, see a 16-year-old kid getting killed in the street. You know, this guy, this little 10-year-old Keon, uh, got killed in Iran. Uh, these girls, Hadith Najafi, gets raped, beaten, and then her body sent back. I mean, what is the family supposed to do about that, right? So you circle back to that conversation. But, um, and I know for a lot of Iranian Americans, it's been a, a taxing few months. Uh, in, a, in a way, there's more less unity. There's a lot of unity with these protests, but there's not. You know, we have over 800,000 Americans in, in LA. And, and I pledge to Iranian Americans, anybody listening to this, if you're Iranian, Iranian American, Look, it is unacceptable if we have over 800,000 Iranian Americans within a 100 square mile radius of Los Angeles and we don't have, you know, first of all, like a massive city, like the Vietnamese community, they have three cities, Found Valley, right? They got, for the most part, you know, massive communities in these cities and Garden Grove and Westminster, right? And they've taken up, you know, and they're really everywhere in America, but that particular area, Little Saigon. Is basically like a massive unity-based community involvement. And, you know, we need more of that among Iranian-Americans. You know, that's a topic I talk about. That's a separate episode. You know, the protests have been very good, but not enough. You know, we need cultural center. We need a heritage center. We need a heritage center that describes all the accomplishments of the Persian population. And uh, that's why I created a magazine, Persian Observer, because I profile Iranian-Americans in Hollywood. Uh, because I see Nassim Pedrana on Saturday Night Live. I'm like, how come no Iranians talking about this? This is phenomenal. You know, I see Ramin Javadi doing the music for Game of Thrones. And I'm like, how come no Iranian newspapers talking about this uh, or magazine? Or how come the families don't know about this? You know, you see David Bakhtiari, number 69 of the Packers, starting all-pro, uh, multiple-time, I want to say three-time all-pro, pro bowler of the NFL, right? He's killing it. And he's, he's signed, he's a top five highest paid Iranian, uh, I'm sorry, top five highest paid offensive lineman, Iranian American, David Bakhtiari. You know, you got Mika Ziba Nejad of the New York Rangers. This guy's Iranian, uh, Swedish, and he's killing it. He's like leading, if I'm not mistaken, the team or second in the team in goals. So, you know, that's my magazine. I, I, I have your dental office, I do have teeth whitening stu- studio, and I'm a diagnostician at this DSO, which I've made number two among 500 offices. And, you know, um, you know, this, this year, finally, uh, you know, cause I have a partnership with all these different ventures and, you know, you, you call, you call what's, what's called golden handcuffs where, you know, you could make three times average of what, or two times average of what dentists are doing without giving any anesthetic. But ultimately, um, <clears throat> you know, it's all about getting value out there. If you want to work late, you want to do, treatment you want to get a guy a denture implant all on four at 8 p.m you know you're reward, uh, rewarded for it <laughs> excuse me so what does that mean that means that the more value you give to society the more you know in this particular context 
you know, people will get uh, rewarded monetarily. And, you know, you can't do it anything with that goal in mind um, unless you're sticking to the principle of giving value, you know, uh, in that regard. And so, and, you know, if somebody has a revenue goal, if you, you know, in a scrupulous manner, absolutely, it's all about setting goals. Um, because look, you're going to be part of a tree in 100 years. So take action, ladies and gentlemen, 2023, make it your best year. Act as if your goals have already been achieved. couple books to look up. The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, best book of all time. The Success Principles by the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's in um, the film The Secret, but he's phenomenal. They sold over half a billion books at Chicken Soup series. And so I talk about other books. I'm reading a Benjamin Franklin book. This guy was my mentor, uh, uh, dead mentor. He, he is phenomenal. I try to read as much of his own writing as I can. He's written a lot of books. And he was you know, this guy's life is one to be emulated. And I leave you with this. You know, even if you get to 1% of what Benjamin Franklin did, that's a, a thorough life. So we got to take action every day, right? You have eight hours you sleep. You have a day job, eight hours. You have another eight hours. Fine. Family obligation, run around, maybe you have school. You still have a minimum of 90 minutes. If people cut out television, cut out frivolous entertainment, if they're on social media, they're being entertained, that is a lack of that is a waste of time in terms of, um, you, you know, you could be learning at that time. You could be reading at that time. You could be creating something at that time. You could be, you know, on social media as a creator, right? Or you could be marketing a business or a service at that time, right, that you have if you're on social media. Be an entrepreneur always because it's a matter of just taking action. And being busy, you busy making a omelet. You put the few tasks together. You make a nice omelet. The the more effort and the better prepared for the omelet, the, the better the omelet. And that's how life is. And so, but it's a matter of you know pat yourself on the back for all your successes and pat yourself on the back for your talents. You know what you're talented at. So get your talents out there. Again, all these separate little like pearls of wisdom are separate episodes that are already out. Um, you know, I, I have a wide eclectic range of discussions. You know, I have a doctor in dentistry. I'm producing two films. Um, you know, I'm like if Da Vinci could paint and do inventions, if Benjamin Franklin can write and was a entrepreneur from up to 42, then from 60, 42 to 62, he was an inventor. Then from 62 to 82, he was a politician statesman. But, you know, he did a bunch of other stuff in between all those endeavors, like created a postal system, created um, uh, I apologize, created a public library and he created a uh, first um, fire station and volunteer firefighters in Philadelphia. This guy was the most prominent figure of Philadelphia history up until now, the close second to Sylvester Stallone. Um, and so, or a distant second rather, no, no disrespect to Stallone because Ben Franklin's on the $100 bill, right, for a reason. And he was never a... a a president, you know, and so he uh, he had an amazing life, but he put in effort. He worked hard, and he read, and he wrote, and he gave value, and he tinkered, and he, you know, yeah, he's a genius. But everybody has that genius within them, right? He created bifocals, glass harmonicas, known for the lightning rod, um, and he was a millionaire by forty-two and seventeen hundred standards, and uh, he was part of the Declaration of Independence. Phenomenal life, and one has to do even 1% of, of a life like that. And that you'll have your own Wikipedia page. And that's what I'm working on. And I leave you with that. 
Uh, happy 2023. Thanks for your patience. Uh, a lot of great episodes to come. And, um, you know, email me at SoCalTeethWhiting at gmail.com. And you can find me on social media at Dr. Iman Sadri across the board. It has been Dr. Iman Sadri wishing you a very happy 2023. And, uh, you know, 10 years is only 3,600 days. 30 years is only 10,000 days. I was born 1981, and I, I said I'm going to live to 105, right? So 2081 would be 100 years, so I'll be living till 2086. It's 2023, and uh, people will be listening to this podcast in 200 years. So there's a finality. You know, even if my dream is to be frozen and come back in time, make the day count. It, you know, be productive, read, learn, get your talents out there in the world. If grandma's a really good uh, chef, pastry chef of cookies, you know, great that she gives it for her family. Great that they give reviews in among family members, uh, verbal reviews. Hey, grandma, your cookies are great. Great that she brings it for her family and friends. But out of all the grandmas who makes cookies, there's only one Mrs. C's who started out with chocolate, for example, or what you started out to make, or Mrs. Fields, rather. Nothing wrong with grandma being entrepreneurial and selling her cookies. You know, if I'm really good at dentures, which I am, I should be doing 500 dentures a month. Am I? No. And so these are new goals that I've set for myself. And uh, if there's a product that should be out in the market, we should create it. You should create. You know what inventions need to be out there. Work on it. You only live once. It's better than like just living a mediocre life. And even if somebody has a pension and they're volunteering and, and they've created like a separate organization, like their own Boys and Girls Club, that is a legacy worth living. Even that. But at the very smallest point, that's what we have to do is be productive with our free time. You play golf, great. You're in nature. You enjoy golf, great. But don't let your talents die on the side. Don't watch prices right when you should be writing. Right. If you're retired, I get a lot of emails from retirees saying what they should do. I said, monetize your talents like Colonel Sanders. Right. He was 68 with only making less than $100 a month off of Social Security in the you know middle of the 20th century. And this. This retiree said, I can't live off of this. He's like, what am I good at? Fried chicken. He had tried to make a bunch of restaurants before along uh, areas near Kentucky, in Kentucky, along like the highway areas. But for one reason or the other, they went belly up or didn't work out. But this guy created KFC, age 68. He started tinkering with fried chicken, started, made a fried chicken stand. Then he expanded it. Then it got so popular, he was able to franchise it. And they had over 800 KFCs by the time he was 82. So in 14 years, which is only 4,000 days, 4,500 days, he did that. So make each day count. And act as if your goals have already been achieved. This has been Dr. Iman Sadri wishing you a happy 2023. And as my boy Jim Rome says, I'm out.